0: From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpots. Hello, podcast listeners. I hope this episode finds you doing well. I am a self-proclaimed book nerd and worm. I love reading, I have since I was a child. And since the pandemic began, I've been able to read more now than really any other time in my life. So naturally, I'm drawn to books and the people that write them. For this episode of Uniquely Kentucky, I'm sitting down with the author of a book called Abandoned Eastern Kentucky. Now it's not a work of fiction. Rather author Jay Farrell not only photographs abandoned places, but he then writes about them. I think all of us have probably driven down the road, saw a house or building falling in and wondered about its history, why it was left to the elements. Those questions are exactly what draws Farrell in closer to try and figure out why it's abandoned. He loves venturing off the beaten path, and although he is a Nashville photographer, he loves Kentucky.
1: Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpot is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather apps, available on the App Store and Google Play.
0: I want to welcome a Nashville-based photographer, and I know when I say Nashville, I know this is Uniquely Kentucky, but hang on, hang on, listeners, okay? He's also a self-described urban explorer of forgotten corners of Americana. I want to welcome Jay Farrell to Uniquely Kentucky. Jay, how are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. So I know you are there in Nashville, but we have a very special reason on why you're on Uniquely Kentucky. Uh, We're going to get to that in a moment. It it involves some books that you have written that are about home here. But first of all, how are things in Nashville there in the Music City?
1: Certainly not like it is in normal circumstances, but all we can do is um, just deal with it the best we can and to try to take precautions and... You
0: are uh, a Nashville-based photographer. You uh, gravitate towards really amazing images. And if people would go online and Google you, they're going to see that you're not the typical photographer, if you will. How do you describe yourself in terms of the work and the art that you do?
1: Well, as far as my uh, mainstream work, I'm a documentary photographer, which basically means photojournalist. My... um, Wedding photography is strictly on the fly, where I'm capturing, you know, capturing uh, real moments as they happen, instead of something that I orchestrate. It's, it's basically for the couple that wants to enjoy their day and have natural moments captured and not have to think about it. Um, but but as, as far as also my fine artwork that I do for my uh, art, my online art gallery and my books, I guess that's, um, I'm an explorer ab- above all else. And I love to capture, I've always loved abandoned buildings and houses and factories, whatever I can find, just uh, because I'll be honest, I, I'm not a historian and I I was never really interested in that aspect of it before. But since uh, becoming published, it's it's become a part of the thrill, finding out uh, the history of it and it kind of pieces together the puzzle. Uh, the The thing that I've always loved about these buildings is the unique distress and the texture, the light and shadow and just the total mood of the photo. Yeah. You are great.
0: the author of, let, let's tell people, uh, before we get too, too deep into your work, you're the author of a series of books um, entitled Abandoned. Uh, you have gone to many different states, and this new book that you have out, is this your third, Jay, here in Kentucky?
1: Yes, actually, um, yeah, and my best. I don't mind saying it. <laughs> it's you a- toot
0: your own horn when you can.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's my best. I mean, naturally, I've grown as an author, and I, I feel a strong draw to the eastern Kentucky region. It's abandoned eastern Kentucky.
0: Why was this area, you've, you've been to Kentucky two other times, talk to me about if people uh, have not seen your work or not seen these books, what are they going to find? Because it's really interesting, the images that you capture. Some of them um, let's be honest, are quite haunting. But when I say that, it's also a really beautiful image captured within sort of a haunting scene when you see something that is so abandoned and dilapidated.
1: Yeah, I'm in Kentucky a lot. I mean, maybe not lately as much as I normally would be because of the circumstance that nobody likes, but that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as the, this particular region in Eastern Kentucky, I think it was just different for me. Um, I don't know that much about coal mining but it was just fascinating just kind of learn about the area and i've met people and people are very outgoing uh, in the sense that none of them were unfriendly but all of them you know they knew that i didn't exactly fit in around there and they kind of wanted to know what was up it's not like i had crowds of people but there's always somebody that knows that you're there and and that's something kind of unique to that area that i don't always deal with but it's fine because I got to pick their brain a little bit on the area and discuss a little bit about what's happening around there and how coal mining has been on the decline and what's next for that area. And that's kind of some uncertainty for them too. But I just, I just, I guess I just have a deep appreciation for the area and the the landscape and the mountains. You know, that song, you have probably heard it a million times about um, you'll never get out of Harlan alive. Oh yeah. Yeah, that one reference in the song about the sun comes up about 10 in the morning and the sun goes down about three in the day. Mm -hmm. I didn't think anything of it. And I'm like, oh, I'm here and now I see.
0: (laughs) Jay, what led you to Kentucky? Because obviously you're not, you know, born and bred here. Um, Do you have a connection that, you know, I know when we talked prior to this podcast, you said you always kind of feel drawn to come back and explore more here. So where do you feel like that comes from? Do you have a connection, a personal connection?
1: My granny was born there uh, in Louisville. But um, besides that, I have a lot of friends there. And I'm there a lot anyway. But I just really like the the landscape and climate. Um, I, I just really enjoy, because it can be completely flat fields and narrow farm roads, or you can go east and explore these gorgeous mountains.
0: For these particular books, you know, Jay, do you ever set out with something in mind or do you literally just drive the beautiful backroads of our country and especially here in Kentucky and just look for things? How do you stumble upon the, the places that you end up uh, photographing?
1: Usually it's the latter. Um, most of the time I don't have any knowledge of a place that exists until I explore it. Uh, but... But certain members of the audience that, that follow my work, it's it's an honor when they do share something that I don't know about, uh, and, and typically I'm not one to ask either. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's uh, I, t- I take it as a compliment when they do. So it, it, the answer is really both. But usually, I just go explore.
0: Sure. You know, a lot of times I think, especially when people think about Kentucky and they think about Eastern Kentucky, and especially if you are an outsider to our state. Um, You kind of have in your mind what you think Kentucky is about. And I'm wondering if when you started driving around and and getting some of these images and you started learning from folks, were people hesitant? Because people can be very uh, worried about how their area, how their community will be portrayed in something from what they consider an outsider.
1: Yes. Um, I didn't really deal with that so much face-to-face when I met them because uh, typically I was able to show them what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and once you express genuine interest in the area, then they, 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 you know, they, they generally tell you. So, I, I, But I mean, I, I know that's happened where camera crews have showed up and then painted them in a very unflattering light. That's certainly not my intention because I photographed abandoned places in my own backyard. I wouldn't care if it's right next door to me. Uh, matter of fact, it's even better if it is.
0: Jay, you um, chose Eastern Kentucky for this latest book of yours. I'm wondering, um, as you have um, traversed and and gone into the nooks and crannies of different areas, talk to me about some places that really stand out to you and some things that you stumbled upon that you really enjoyed learning about and um, photographing.
1: It was a series of uh, three trips to the Eastern Kentucky region. actually several months apart, but the first one, uh, it was the Appalach- Appalachian, Foothills. Um, is it Rowan or Rowan? County? Rowan
0: County. Rowan.
1: Okay. I knew that. Yeah. I was okay. Maybe I didn't, but, uh, it, it yeah, I guess it just looks unnatural. You want to say Rowan, but, um, I've heard people say it both ways it, there in Carter County, Elliott County, just to kind of explored there, uh, after doing a book signing in LaGrange, which is actually just above Louisville. But, um, yeah, I explored those areas and found an old uh, church and schoolhouse and several other interesting houses and uh, old international travel all that, it's basically like a scout only longer, but that's uh, th- those you don't see very often. The second trip was a two and a half day trip. I went so many different places like Harlan County, Martin County even Johnson, and that's where Loretta Lynn is from, mm-hmm. and then she's definitely a popular figure around here, and then several other places, and I even went into like Breathitt and and uh, did I say that right, uh, Wolf yeah. County as well, that I, I really liked, and, and that wasn't really Cole County, it was a little bit west of there, but it's still mountainous and hilly, but a little bit greener, a little bit more agricultural, but I, I just, I guess I just really enjoyed the different things I found, there's uh, old farmhouses, and Roadside cars and churches. And then on the third trip was uh, strictly Harlan uh, County, uh, Lynch. Mm -hmm. That was actually an abandoned coal mine town where they started everything the schools, the churches, everything. And I got inside uh, an old school that had been abandoned for 40 years. And that was really one of the coolest and most creepiest places I've explored. It was awesome. Um, And then also an old company store in uh, Colgood that a friend actually pointed me to. So the, 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 yeah, there's lots to see in there. And I dug up whatever history I could and I established some personal connections. Uh, there was a gentleman that there, his family actually pretty much ran that building, the uh, the company store, and his dad worked in the mines and the mine safety uh, supervisor and everything. And I was able to get a first person account from him, just the personalized stories that you can't Google. Mm-hmm. So, so naturally that that's one thing that gave me such a personal connection to this project. And I want to go back and hang out when when things are better.
0: Jay, you, you write, it would be one thing to use your art and just take the the photos and put those into a book, but you take it upon yourself to really write about your experience and write about the places that you see, where does that love of writing and, and books come in for you? Because, um, You know, you tell some very interesting stories with the different places that you visit. So where does that come from? Why was that something you wanted to put out into the world?
1: Before I started blogging, um, like 10 years ago, I had no idea that I was any kind of writer. And then people, you know, complimented my writing style. And I was like, who's writing are you looking at? Um, But thanks. Actually, at the time, I dated a writer and she just uh, said, okay, you know, your writing is pretty good, but you got to watch the branch off topics. So so, stay focused on that, and that really helped me more than anything. And I had no idea I was ever going to be an author. You could ask any of my old English teachers, and uh, and then they would tell you that's uh, definitely fitting a round peg in a square hole. <laughs> but uh, but um, I was approached because of my work about it, and naturally it made me a bit nervous. Like, wait, you want me to publish a book? Or I don't even read. Well, I can, but I just don't. I'm just too much of a wanderer and creator mm. to sit and read, but. You know, uh, years ago, when I would just explore these places, I never really did any research because I figured the photos told the story. But after you know my second uh, release, I, I started to dig a little bit deeper because it kind of made the experience a little bit more three-dimensional mm-hmm. when, when you know something about the place. I mean, you can't always do it, but, but it definitely, especially I like to write in more of a hangout style, like sharing my own experience and bringing the reader along for the ride. So that they experience it with me because most people don't want to travel all day looking for these places or let alone go anywhere near them or walk inside because <laughs> it gets dangerous. Sure. But, but yeah, I think those things are what definitely fuels my inspiration. Now I use all of it together and it seems to work out well.
0: Do you ever hope with your books that people will get out because and explore these same places or explore just not necessarily looking for the abandoned, if you will, but will get out and explore more? Because I think if anything, during 2020 and this pandemic, it has really reminded people of the place where they live and how great it is and how we often don't explore where we live enough or the surrounding community or state around us enough. Do you think that?
1: I would love it if, if my work inspired people to do that. Um, I don't necessarily want people to go in these places sure. unless it's what they really want to do um, because it's just, it's kind of one of those things you got to have a specific approach and personality for it to work. Most of the time I don't run across any people at all and that's great. Um, but for example, I went and explored with this young guy um, in his twenties, a historian in Indiana and we went in these places and he's really the most mild mannered person and he's more about getting permission than I am. But just because he looks, you know, because he's younger and has a ponytail and everything, people would probably be hostile with him just just because they might think he's up to no good. Mm-hmm. Where I can sort of get away with that part of it a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think de- definitely use some discretion if you're going to do this. But even if it's just taking a joy ride or taking photos of some barns or just going down a different road, yeah, I, I think it's something we should all do.
0: Yeah and I think even if people don't find necessarily the abandoned places in your books, it just reminds them of, oh hey, i've I've never been to Lynch or I've never been to around County, and maybe they can just get out like you said and 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 take a drive and do that. Jay, when you set out to put a book together, um, I know it's it's um, not an easy task. How long of, of a process is it? You know, when you sit down to start gathering the photos and then writing and the process from start to finish, what's it like?
1: Well, I tend to um, do a little bit at a time, like after I explore. If I know I'm going to do a project, it helps me if I research uh, shortly after because everything's fresher in my mind and I write down some key points and then kind of put it together. But it it, it can take several months to to put the manuscript and everything together and then, of course, it has to go to the uh, the copy editor and then she finds any random mistakes uh, published, whether it's uh, punctuation or... Naturally, those mistakes are getting fewer than what they were, because actually she's been a huge help. Uh, you're becoming
0: I, a seasoned writer, so that's
1: getting well, easier for you. Yeah, maybe. But uh, <laughs> it, I, I, you know, w- w- the thing that really confused me the most was it's with an apostrophe and it's without. I used to always think that it had one. And, uh, and I told her it's some millennial conspiracy that they did away with that. And that just happened. It wasn't that way when I was in school. Come on, people. And and she's like, yep, that's what it is. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, you know, we've had our fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jay, tell me, what's the coolest thing that you have learned in your travels, especially here in Kentucky? I mean, give me something that is like just, you know, kind of when you you step back and you, you took the photo, but then maybe you learned the history of something. What really blew your mind on something you learned?
1: A lot of it blew my mind, really. Um because I started to dig a little bit deeper about what coal mining was really like. And I even have a couple of friends that are from that area that don't live there anymore. And, and they kind of gave me an account of it too, like about, you know, partial wages being paid in company scrip, and um, how like a lot of immigrants came and built their empire. For example, in Martin County, uh, Martin Himmler, the you know, Hungarian immigrant that started Himmlerville and now it's beauty. He had a big mansion on top of this uh, mountain that uh, that I hiked up to to photograph. And I just happened to see this random abandoned mansion at the top of a hill when I was driving in, in through the valley, and I had no idea the significance of it. So I, I parked in a church, and church was in session. And I came back down. My car, my rental car, was blocked in, and the elders kind of looked out the window, like, "Wait, uh, this cat doesn't belong here." And he kind of looked at me, like, "Well." Uh, you mean to tell me you parked in the house of the Lord so you could trespass? Uh, yes, I did. So that that was interesting. But um, yeah, just learning about how these towns were formed and how the, how the company did all this—it was a pretty slick empire, but oppressive at the same time.
0: Jay, where does your love of um, f- photos and taking pictures come from? Is that something that you have always really enjoyed doing? How did your background? Uh, in photography start for you?
1: Street photography and photojournalism, and then uh, just branching off into more fine art. I never thought I'd ever shoot weddings, yeah. but I've applied the the storytelling aspect into that. And so it's just a matter of going after a specific customer, but I can tell my stories through these books about my exploration. And that really helps me a lot, just um, getting out and doing this. Even if I don't find that, I've learned how to be a bit more patient of an explorer that it's not about finding the most places. If if I can spend all day and find a couple of really great places, I'm good with that. Because at least of, I've been to some places that I hadn't been.
0: Yeah. A lot of people, you know, want to write or they want to put a book out into the world. And I don't think that people really understand how difficult a process it can be. Um, was it daunting to you to want to put a book out into the world? And what would you say to people that have an idea? You know, it could be anything. It could be something similar to yours. It could be anything that they want to try and get published.
1: You know, I I didn't look to do this really, quite honestly. And and I I was a bit skeptical. I think I might've ignored their first email because this was like a scout that was working for the publisher and he put together this concept. So naturally, you know, it's not like there's existing authors that photograph abandoned buildings. So he kind of had to find photographers and then make us authors but that's probably created a lot of stress for them too trying to work with us and but but it's it's turned out good but I you know not I heard them out and uh, at, at first it was very confusing putting all the materials together but now I've kind of developed a system so basically what I would tell others that if I can do it you sure can um, but basically find out what you know of course the subject I already knew what it would be about naturally I've grown as an author and my approach has changed a little bit as I go, but that's to be expected. It's just like the first um, album a band puts out, you would hope that it gets better. Mm -hmm. In some cases it hasn't, but you know, it's like Led Zeppelin when they put out Coda, I bet you they wish that they could have done another one to make up for that. (laughs) Considering the ones like before that were iconic. Are you
0: are you a guy that uh is very strict about the camera that you use, the type of film, are you loyal to one particular uh you know type of camera, type of film that that you really feel like that captures it best?
1: Um well I'm, I'm a Fujifilm film shooter. Um I, I just have a, you know, mirrorless rangefinder that I use for all my explorations. Um it's it's nothing fancy. So Really, as far as somebody shooting these places, use what you like, it, and, and it's more about the eye. Yeah. But that's, it's, a, it's a fun camera to use and it's easily portable. Um, but that's, I, I just I just feel, I can put it in my backpack and not worry about it. Sure. There, there's no changing lenses or any of that. I've, I just, my, my feet are my zoom lens. So, and it forces me to get up and close because you see things that you can't if you're just standing back and zooming in with a telephoto and you don't really feel things and you can't make other people feel it either. It's a bit more clinical. But as far as the writing goes, I mean, if, if somebody wants to get published, it definitely helps to know your subject and know your publisher before you approach them, know what kind of books they have, and it'll help you get better responses.
0: You have put out three books in Kentucky. Will you come back? Will you find more adventures and more things to explore here in the state, or have you tapped us out, if you will, in terms of exploring?
1: Never. No. I'm, I'm always. I'm always going to be back. As far as future book projects, I can't really say for sure. I don't know. Um, right now, I'm just exploring and enjoying it. And a matter of fact, you know, is depending on how things go with uh, the virus. Of course, like for what I do, it, it doesn't really matter because I'm not really going in public places. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm usually either by myself or with one person that's in my bubble. Which there aren't many of those. And uh, I like it that way. That's good. But I think a lot of them do too.
0: But you have Miss Buttons in your bubble. A rescue boxer, I read. Oh, does, does Buttons travel with you ever on these ex- uh, exploring adventures?
1: She has on a couple of the shorter ones. Um I... I dream about doing it for longer ones, but then I get paranoid because she's so friendly leaving her in the car. And then like, what if somebody has bad intentions and I'm not around and it's probably far-fetched, but my, uh, my old dog was a bit meaner in the car. And and I guess I'd feel a bit more confident if that were the case. And, and, and plus I think too much traveling might stress her out because I don't really do it with her enough. But I have I have brought her with me on some shorter ones, but I think she might get a little bit nervous when I go in these places and leave her in the car because I don't really I can't ever run and loose.
0: You you sort of mentioned trespassing. Jay, I have to ask a guy that that explores and goes on these adventures. I mean, I'm I'm guessing that sometimes you do have to do a little bit of that unintentionally and not meaning to, right? So I guess I've got to ask the question, have you ever been cited for trespassing in terms of getting these books out there into the world?
1: No, good. No, I mean, it, it's and it's rare that I ever have anybody saying anything because, really and truly, if somebody really cared that much if they own it, they they w- it wouldn't be accessible <laughs> like that. And and generally, they see a camera and they're like, oh, okay, whatever. No, I I never really run across any problem, as far as that goes. And and if they ask me to kick rocks, well, okay, <laughs> no problem. What,
0: what do you think, people? I I think there's something really cool. I told you this. I love. Uh, you know photos like you take I love landscape you know artsy pictures because I think you know it's one thing to take your picture while you're visiting something and you be in the picture but there's something about capturing that moment that you were visiting somewhere and you just have the landscape of that place why do you think people are drawn to that kind of um, photo and and really it, it can be art and a lot of people are drawn to it as art why do you think that is?
1: Probably just because it's something they're not used to. Um, just like the people that live in Eastern Kentucky, they see those mountains all the time. And um, and, and I get, it just like if I post, like I just went to Memphis this past week and I took some photos. It was kind of a nice grumpy overcast day, my favorite, of uh, the bridge that goes over the Mississippi River. Just like they might think that's a cool photo. And I think it is too, but it, it's more special to you if it's something you don't see. And I think everybody's kind of has has an inner explorer, whether or not they get to or or they think of doing it. I think they they enjoy seeing, you know, f- firsthand uh, experiences.
0: I know photography is your work, and I know obviously now you're an author, and that is your work. But do you um, find some peace in just being out there with just you? Uh, the camera, and and some abandoned place. Does that bring you some kind of inner peace and just kind of take you to another place when you're doing something that I imagine you love very much?
1: Very much so, yes. And and sometimes on the longer trips, it even requires um, staying somewhere overnight. And my favorite time of year to explore is like this time. So the days are shorter, and there's not much to do at night. But for some reason, it just doesn't bother me. I can Go through images or bring a MacBook and look through them or catch up on other things and just get a good night's sleep and be ready to go early the next morning. It it definitely is very healing for me. Yeah.
0: We named this podcast Uniquely Kentucky because we wanted to talk about the people that make it so unique. And and now you are one of those, even though you don't live here. What is it do you think that you've now traveled the state in many different areas? What do you think makes this uh, state so unique and the people in it?
1: In every state is it has its own identity um i guess you know like i mentioned earlier i like the fact that um certain parts of kentucky uh, the roads are straight narrow and uh the landscape is flat lots of open field good fresh air and then the landscape could be completely different in another spot even the appalachian foothills were totally different from uh, coal country but there's just so much going on and then there's rivers and lakes and it it really has a lot of diversity. And I find that for the most part, people are extremely friendly. Um, I, I know like Eastern Kentucky especially, they're very alert, but it's not like they're wielding shotguns at you. It's it's not like that at all. Um, a lot of people kind of warned me, yeah, you know, like those people, um, you know, don't like to see outsiders. I, I never got that vibe from any of them, but you kind of get what you give too. I imagine if you go there doing things the wrong way, then, you know, you might see a different side of them, but that's, that could happen anywhere. But I think, you know, for the most part, if you, if there's something you want to learn about their area, they're happy to tell you.
0: If folks want to find your books and, um, you know, hey, it's almost Christmas. It might be a good gift for someone here or in other areas. How do people find you? How do people keep up with you in terms of your books, your photography, what you're up to?
1: I do a lot of uh, social media posting, which helps out a lot. And um, my my author website is jfarrellauthor.com, and it lists my titles and has um, some brick-and-mortar stockists listed, uh, as well as it brings it to the Amazon listing, which is a trusted source for a lot of people. I also like to support the local bookshops, whether it's a Barnes & Noble, but the thing is, a lot of my books are distributed um, regionally, so I don't always have first-hand knowledge of who carries my books. But you could go into Walgreens and find them yeah. um, I know around here you know Walgreens, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, even Walmart, Sam's and Kroger, all, all kinds of different places, and then independent bookshops, but that might be regional so so sometimes I have to do a little bit of digging from the publisher to find these things out, but it, yeah, Amazon carries them, and I also have a, a fine art website that sells I sell prints. Of some of my favorite work. Oh, cool. For People's Walls. And that's, yeah. At, yeah, that's at farrellgallery.com.
0: Well, Jay, thank you for exploring Kentucky. Thank you for coming across the border from down there in Nashville and choosing to, to bring to life some places that, that many eyes probably have uh, not seen and would not see unless it was for your books and your writing. So thank you for that. And thank you for spending some time with us here on Uniquely Kentucky.